Hey, it's Bethane and Bethany, and this is the Don't Kegel Chronicles podcast, the show where we talk about pelvic health, women's health, mom life, and a lot about sex. It's definitely one of our favorite topics. You'll hear from us, two pelvic health experts and the owners of Arkansas Pelvic Health, and interviews with other powerful women and dudes that support us. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 2 of the Don't Kegel Chronicles podcast. Today, we're going to discuss the medical internet. I'm a little southern on this Lit- shirt. <laughs> Listen, sometimes when I'm tired, which I am, from last night of no sleep, I get a little more southern. I hear it. Now, listen, I but before we get started, I really need to tell y'all my favorite thing about Bethany recently. Because y'all know we like poke fun at each other in this podcast, which makes it fun. And here recently... <laughs> Bethany has taken on a real southern, southern draw, which she normally, you know, over-enunciates everything, and I make fun of her for that, too. But here recently, everybody that she takes a phone call from or talks on the phone, she goes into <laughs> this southern draw. Please, when I, when you talk to old Kevin. I can't, like, I can't do it on the spot Oh, like yes, that. you it can. It has to be when I'm telling a story, well, and then I always have to say, so they didn't actually sound like that. I don't know why I did that Yeah, <laughs> but, okay, but Kevin... Kevin is making a sign for us, and and when you're discussing Kevin, you say he sounds like I, I cannot do it on the spot. I'm not an on the spot girl. Oh yes, it she has can. to just it's be hilarious. She's like, well, I talked to old Kevin, and Kevin said, I, I love anyone <laughs> named Kevin. I've not met a Kevin Never. I don't love. Literally, we love Kevin Ramey. Yep. We love Kevin, our bank guy. Yep. We love Kevin, the sign guy. Yep. We, I I'm sure we love other Kevins. There's a Kevin I don't like. I oh. just remembered one. I'm going to just put that on the back for you, though. Okay. <laughs> We're going to go with social media research, the medical Ooh, internet. Love it. So it's totally a thing. Like, people have been turning to Google for medical advice for years, even myself. And most of the time, I can convince myself that I do not have cancer, but sometimes it lingers. But now people are, like, turning to social media. Yeah. So there's a recent study. It's published in 2020, and it was called What's Trending on Instagram. I love it. And the main research questions were... How many posts were related to urogynecology are there on Instagram and how who is posting about those? Mm. And there were like over 500,000 posts and they measured it with the hashtags which were related to urogynecology, pelvic floor, pelvic pain, incontinence, prolapse, and interstitial cystitis. And the majority of the posts were from allied health professionals, which is us. So we had the most informational posts. And, you know, we do that on purpose. We actually try to put out good information. Literally, because we are... The experts in our field, we have very specific special certifications to be pelvic rehabilitation specialists. We got, we have mentor hours, we set for a test, we've practiced a very long time. So the content that we put out, we put a lot of effort into to make sure that y'all are getting the right information. Right, and we do that for many reasons, so that they can have good, accurate information, because that's where people are consuming Mm -hmm. information now, and just to make, you know, things that are kind of what we always say, hashtag normalize normal things, right? Right. So, so many of us are suffering with, what's our last episode, vaginal itching, (laughs) you know, pelvic pain, various things, and like, you're not really talking about it, but it might... You know, the algorithm algorithms that might pop up and Truly. we're like, oh, interesting. But we have the credentials behind it to right. talk about it. And and not everybody agrees with our content and, and that's okay. But sometimes we get really rude messages that are kind of uncalled for and disrespectful. Right. So I feel like in general, our community on the gram and on TikTok is really good. Yes. There's a lot of good pages that we relate to. We 
chat with, we share content with, we ask if we have questions, and what are a few of those pages? Um, we love, love our friend at Southern Pelvic Health. We love Pelvic Sanity. We love the Pelvic Dance Floor. Like, they put out fantastic information that's also research-based content. And, it, and they're, they're pelvic health professionals. Right. The Pelvic Powerhouse. Oh, The so Powerful good. Pelvis. Really great pages. I love Jill Craft, MD. So we're not all, only yes. talking about allied health professionals. I <clears throat> learned some really good stuff from MDs that put out content. 100%. And it's part of our responsibility. So we're not just complaining that Google's not accurate and right. telling our patients to stop Googling. We're contributing to accurate information. Right. And not everybody, like I said, likes that. And we hear about it, and that's okay. Bethany and I spend a lot of You're trying of to spill some tea. We, you know what? I do want to spill some tea. You know, <laughs> let's, let's just pour that hot tea right now. You know, a couple months ago, I think it was back in September, Bethany and I got a really, really rude, disrespectful text message at like... From a colleague. From a colleague at, let's call it midnight 1 a.m. Super rude, just talking about how we only post content for clicks and all the things, when really Bethany and I spend hours on our content to make sure that you get really good information. I mean, truly was super, super disrespectful and I'm still not all the way over it because I can't believe, I, I actually can believe that people can be that mean, but it, it was just shocking to be from one of our colleagues. So here's the thing. I want people to come to me if they don't like something that I'm doing or that they think it's wrong. And so I can like at least you know, see that point of view. Right. I think it's important <clears throat> to see things from other people's point of view. You're really good at that. But that's the Enneagram 9 wing. <laughs> should we go into Enneagram <laughs> we, sh- we should. We should. So I really do try to see things from other people's point of view because it might not be what I meant, but that's how it was interpreted, which right. still falls on me, and I need to be able to correct that. But I just... If people don't like what we're contributing to the internet, or even they disagree, right? Because what we contribute to the internet has some evidence. Truly. But even if they disagree, and maybe they have evidence for their side, because that's true in many things, that there's, you know, almost all evidence concludes with, ah, more studies should be done on this subject or whatever. There could be evidence for both sides. But if you disagree, and you're only going to complain and be rude and disrespectful and not contribute, I don't want to hear from you. I I actually don't want to hear from you. I don't. But if you're our friends, like our some of our dear friends are Jessica Real and Nicole Cozine, and they we look up to them so much because they put out such fantastic content and they're wonderful, wonderful public health professionals. And I could honestly say, if I got a message from like Jessica or Nicole that were like, "Hey, Bethany, you put out a really terrible." Uh, Instagram post or something like that, I would take it down so quickly because and of the respect to, I have right. and try to fix it. Fix it or at least take some time to think about it and decide, do I want to repost or do I want to make another post that actually there's another point of view here. Right. So, and of course, in anything in life, not just medical information, there's multiple sides, right? Multiple approaches, multiple schools of thought. Right. So what we say isn't absolute. There's always going to be but, but, Mm -hmm. but, and it depends. But it depends is pretty boring, right? No one wants to Google their symptoms and say, it depends. Like, they know that it depends. They they do know. (laughs) Right? Of course it depends. It's like Michelle Lyons. Everything, like, that depends in the pelvic floor, it depends when you should have estrogen is how she says it. It just depends. I love love Michelle Lyons, who's a great resource for all of us. Right. But even her, like, in her presentation, she was like, everything... Fecal incontinence depends on fiber, 
estrogen or pelvic floor therapy. Right. Is that true? No, <laughs> of course it's not true. Like there's more, more caveats there's than that. There's so many things. But in anything, <clears throat> right? A radio ad, a billboard, a social media post, a blog post, you know, you just get a little snippet. Right. That's it. You don't get my seven years of training, my nine years of practice and all the time because I'm like nosy and I'm an Enneagram one and I want to know more and more and more information. You don't get all of that right. in one Instagram post. You don't get that in one TikTok dance that I spend 30 minutes you learning. You don't learn. You, in, don't, you don't get all of that right. information. You don't get it in one session in therapy with me one-on-one. Like no. It takes time. And so, you know, when people are hateful about something that I post, but they're not contributing, I don't want to hear from you. I don't. I don't. We can close that tea now as we move on. But are we done with the tea? But you know what? I'm not done with the tea. I got one more (laughs) thing I need to say. You know, it's been a long time since we had a podcast episode. So me and Bethany, we got a lot to say. And really why we started our business in the first place was because uh, one of us, me, the Bethann that's talking, was told that I would never be a successful business owner. Look at us now, be like, look at us now. We got a huge Little Rock Clinic with, well, I don't even know how many therapists. We have a Conway location. We have a North Little Rock location. And it's because what we built our business on was one-on-one quality care of women and advocating for them and getting them the best care that they deserve. And and I just, I think what people don't know about me, or they should know about me, is if you tell me I can't do something. Or they tell you to stop posting. Or tell me to stop posting. <laughs> I'm going to take it to the extreme. They and just make put sure. some gas in the tank is what they did. <laughs> I, I'm going to speed down that runway and, and take off with it. But because of what comments were said to us in the beginning of our business, or like in the starts in the tiny little it's, maternity leave, like it's comical now to think about. Yeah, the, the things that were said to us, but it lit a fire under us when we were like, we are going to do what's best for the women and men and kids around us to make a successful business. Right. It's funny to think about how when people say something negative, it kind of fuels the fire, but there are a lot of people that have been really successful or really encouraging Yes, uh, with our success 100%. too. I can remember one of our first days marketing, and yeah. it might've been the very first the day very of our first business day. when we were marketing, someone said to us, always do the right thing. Always. For the patient, and it's going to turn out right. Because, you know, when first opening a new business, people kind of have questions, and right. some of our folks are nosy. I'm nosy too, I don't mean that um, in a mean way. <laughs> Next, so tell me what you mean that this is what you're doing. Right. Because we are laying out that we're um, going to treat one on one. We're not going to hire assist, not assistants. Physical therapy assistant is a uh, licensure, but like the techs, you know, the people that yeah. just kind of assist you on it that are on the job trade, we're not doing that. You're going to be treated with a doctorate level person each time. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be passed off to someone else. And they're kind of like, how's that going to work? Right? Because yeah. we're insurance based, you know, so that kind of dictates the rates. And mm-hmm. can you actually make it yeah. if you do one-on-one and don't hire folks that you could pay way less to help treat your patients? And that was one of the encouraging things. Like, if you do the right thing, it's going to work out. And it has. And it has. And I'm so thankful for how our business has been blessed. Like, I I think if we look back on it in 2020, the week before COVID shut down, I didn't project us being at this point. Like, I I wanted us to... This is your five-year plan. This is my (laughs) five-year plan to have, like, multiple clinics and, like... But here we are in year three of our business and we... We've expanded Little Rock, which is why we took such a long hiatus from our podcast and our social media and things like that. We had other things that we had to do, and then Conway has now opened, and North Little Rock is doing really well. And so I 
am just really, really thankful. Right. And we've worked our tails off for that. Yeah. And, and a lot of it is from social media that right. we put into, and a lot of it's marketing, and a lot of it's relationships, yeah. and a lot of it's just people trusting us, but also people supporting us. We've had a lot of support along a the way. And so we spilled a little tea about some haters today, which unfortunately for them fueled the fire. Yeah. But we've had a lot of really good, I don't know, encouragement yeah. and support along the way too. I think what's important about social media is Arkansas being a direct access state, which means you don't have to have a referral to come to our clinic and be seen. There's some caveats to that, like Medicare, things like that, but most insurances in Arkansas, you can just make a therapy appointment and be seen. You don't have to have a doctor's referral. And so social media is a huge referral source for us, which is why we're so passionate about posting accurate information all the time. Right. We want to share. We also want to learn. I've learned a lot from social media people. And we also want to stop misinformation that can lead to harm. Right. I, it's it's interesting to see even like PTs in our field posting things that we don't necessarily agree with, but people don't agree with everything we say, right. but they have research to back what they say. We have research to back what we say, but it's our whole reasoning for social media is to get you good, accurate information to help you advocate for yourself to get you the help that you need. And to, as we said earlier, normalize normal, right. give women words and confidence to talk to their providers. Right. I've thought about this before too. You know, sometimes we hear stuff and sometimes our field, we even talk bad about MDs, right? They're like, oh, the doctor just said this. But, you know, you go into your doctor and if they're like, how's everything going? You know, for your well check, right? Yeah. How's everything going? Is everything okay? And they're like, yeah, right? So like the person on the table, the patient, it's like, I mean, I pee on myself and sex hurts, but I think that's normal, right? right. So if we're, they just think it's normal, so they're not telling their doctor about it. And if their doctor's not asking, we just assume everything's good here, right. right? And really what we need is for women to know those things aren't normal. So we're putting it on social media. We're yeah. putting, these are some things to ask your doctor. And hopefully some doctors will ask those questions too. But when you get 15 minutes because you've got 40 patients on your schedule, right. you're just like, hey, let's get these swabs done. How's everything going? Are we good? Are we good? Right? And they expect you to tell them if you have problems. Yeah. We just had lunch with a couple of APRNs last week, and we were so encouraged by the questions that they asked their patients. She said, I literally start the conversation of, is sex painful? Do you pee on yourself? And I interjected and said, but do you ask about orgasm? And she was like, no, I don't. Should I? And I said, 100% you should, because that tells us a lot of the pelvic floor if they're having difficulty or it's painful or things like that. And so she was like, I'm going to add that in. And so I appreciate providers that do ask the difficult questions like right up front when they have a little bit of time to do that. Right. And sometimes you have to read the room. Right. I mean, there are probably patients that would be offended if you ask 100%. that. 100%. So these are just tips like can providers ask these questions when they come, but can patients also know huh, I didn't know that that could be an issue. I'm going to ask about that. It's just everyone, right? So the patient has to have information. The provider has to have information. And we have to start making these words not taboo, making these topics not taboo within your provider relationship. 100%. So, you know... If the, just to be clear, we're going to stay on the internet and we're, we're going to keep talking about vaginas. And we're going to keep talking about orgasm and pain with sex and pregnancy and postpartum and all the controversial topics that y'all know that we have no problem discussing. We're going to stay here. And if you have a problem with it, you can click the unfollow button. I it's can totally fine. Heat. We can totally handle it. But I also think if you want to contribute to the medical internet, contribute. Right. And don't be hateful. Right.